streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joey Burrow, the playoff-bound Cincinnati Bengals, and the number four team in the country, the University of Cincinnati Bearcat football. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,417 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, as always, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberries. Hit the bell for the notification. Hit the button for a subscription. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube uh, chat, 
we're doing super chats. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing or make sure your comment gets read, please give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, let's get into this. Universal Tintai Bearcats are still at number four. The Bengals have got a huge game. Now, this is a big game. This is coming from Zach Taylor. A big game coming up this Sunday versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I have to make sure I say Los Angeles Chargers because I still want to say San Diego, but the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's get into this. Let's get to Josh from Back Row Bengals. Josh, what's going on, brother? Oh, Jeff, how sweet it is to be a Cincinnati fan. So excited to be on here. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem, man. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff going on between the Bengals, the Bearcats, Luke Fickle, all kinds of stuff. So let's get into this, man. Where, where, Where's your head, head at with the Bearcat football right now? As going into this weekend, the rank number four, you've got the possibility of should happen. Alabama should lose to, to Georgia. And then you have the possibility of Oklahoma State uh, potentially jumping us because they have they would have a back-to-back, if they win, they'd have back-to-back uh, wins over top 25 teams. What's your opinion on that? If, if everything goes right and Alabama loses and they're out and Oklahoma State wins, do you think Oklahoma State jumps Cincinnati or do you think Cincinnati moves up to three? No, I, I don't. I think Cincinnati moves up to three. I think this committee has shown that they do actually have great respect for Cincinnati. If they would have shown us that Oklahoma State had that chance, they would have shown that quite a bit ago. They would have shown that Oklahoma State actually has a legitimate chance to jump Cincinnati. A lot of people want to use the TCU uh, comparison when it comes to Cincinnati. A couple years ago when TCU was number four going into playoff weekend and then got jumped at the last week, which sucked. But here's the thing about that. TCU also didn't play a top, a now a number six team in the country. The TCU also didn't have back-to-back undefeated seasons, and this is going to be the capped off year with the conference championship. So I, I, I think that comparison's a little bit lazy. But here's the, and I understand. Listen, I understand that as a as a Cincinnati fan, I understand that it comes heartbreak comes with that territory. I get that. Yes. But this committee has shown that that this they trust this team. This committee has shown that they think that this team can actually win in the playoffs. So I, I'm not too worried about it. I think if Georgia wins, even if Oklahoma State wins, it does not matter. UC slides into three. And I'll say this. Even if Alabama finds a way to win, which I am kind of scared about a little bit, I still think UC stays at number one. See, now that I, you brought that up, now that scares me. Because yeah. I, I will flat tell you, <clears throat> I think that's the worst case scenario for the Bearcats. Because if yeah. for some reason Alabama figure out, figures out some way to win, you know Georgia and Alabama are both in. And if Oklahoma State wins, that's where I have a bad feeling that they're going to move, they're going to jump the Power 5 uh, Big 12 champion over an, an American uh, conference champion. Is I, I Even if we are undefeated, I just have a bad feeling. I don't trust yeah. the college football playoff committee. I, I won't feel completely relieved, and that's why I say relieved, until we get to the final one. And Bearcats are in there at three or four. So... I'm not real sure what would happen, but I but I'm very scared if Alabama were to somehow pull out a miracle and beat Alabama this weekend. Understandably so. I completely get that. But here here's the thing. I, I, I am gonna disagree with you here on this, Jeff. I, I do think if they would have had 
Oklahoma State over or, uh, Cincinnati, and like it would have hinged on that Bama game of Cincinnati getting in. They would have already had UC at five probably a while ago, That's, and especially they would have had it at five last this week. I, I will give you that. They, they've had multiple to- uh, chances to to knock down since that. Exactly. And they haven't done it. So I, that's where I've said this on my, on my show that I will give the college football committee credit for that, that they have mm-hmm. not done it yet. Right. But there's always a first. <laughs> and right. It's, right. Exactly. It's, and it's Alabama. And to, to me personally, I don't th- I mean, I don't think Alabama, like for the longest time, Alabama was, was ranked two in the country. I've right. never one time thought Alabama should have been the, the second ranked team in the country. I, I, I mean, there's been times where I don't think Alabama should be in the top, even to be in the top four. I mean, let's let's be honest. They lost to a unranked Texas A and M. They barely beat barely beat like a, what a step four or five overtime game against an un, I think they're unranked Auburn. Yep. I mean, they, right. they had a lot of close calls yeah. to be ranked as high as they are. So to me, that's where I'm like, the college football playoff committee has this love for Alabama, and they're dying to get them in there. Yeah, but uh, but here's the thing. I'll say this though: it is in this kind of got broken down to me, and it, it, it makes total sense. I, I yes, they do have a love affair with uh, Ohio State and Alabama. They they yes. do. They have a fetish yes, yes. for them. It's mm-hmm. it's really creepy. But <laughs> that being said, if Alabama only had one loss and they won out the rest of the way, wouldn't they be two anyway? Eh. They won if they well, lost if if they lost once. One out, won the SEC championship game against oh, Georgia. Yes, when they yes, be in yes, anyway? Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yes, so it's yes, not yes. really that big of a surprise. But they did come the, down that's, the stretch. That's the thing. They haven't. That's that's where I'm like. They have one out. They haven't won. But I mean, not this year. They haven't won the SEC uh, this year. As well. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. But I'm saying if they do win, they're going to be in anyway. Yes. If they do win, they're right. going to be in. And so is Georgia. And that's right. They're not going to kick Georgia out. I, I don't care. No. Georgia is in no matter what. There's no way they're right. kicking Georgia out. For mm-hmm. for for one loss to Alabama, which I don't think they're going to beat uh, uh, Georgia. Georgia, I think Alabama's going to win. So yeah, that's right. but that get, gets me to the point where that scares me, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean th- they'll put both of them in, which I know that we both agree that, that they will. <clears throat> and then if Michigan wins and Oklahoma State wins, that's where I get like, oh, I don't know. They they could they could jump, they could screw us and kick us out. Understand? Listen, I understand that completely, but. It, I, I'm holding on to the belief that they would have put Oklahoma State at five this week. If the, or I'm sorry, at four this week, if that was a possibility. And and also on top of that, the committee had has had the absolute opportunity to kick UC out of either that four, or that five spot when we've played our worst ball. They're mm-hmm. not going to do it when we where we're playing our best ball. And you know, on on our, the seniors' last game in Nippert Stadium on a conference championship game against Houston for a chance to go to the playoff in a rocking Nippert stadium at four o'clock. It, they're not going to play their worst ball. They're going to play. Oh, their no, they're going to ball. Out. I, I, I'm not, I'm they're not worried about ball. the Bearcats winning. Yeah. They're, they're exactly. going to ball out. And exactly. especially, especially with everything that that's at stake here, which I'll yeah. get to that in a minute. Let's get to crown. Right. Crown has a pretty good question here. And this is chaos. What happens if Michigan, Alabama and Oklahoma state all lose? <laughs> then UC is definitely so, in. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. UC is definitely in. I mean, right. that's a great, that is an, that absolutely, that's a great, um, yeah. Chaos. That, I mean, yeah. That, is, that's is Ohio State chaos. in is, 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 is Ohio State chaos. being at, se- here's the thing Ohio State being at seven, uh-huh. they pretty much said no matter what happens in the Big Ten championship game. Which, by the way, Iowa could be Iowa, Michigan. Yeah, so, yeah, Iowa well, could they, be Michigan. Well, if, I, well, if Iowa beats Michigan, does Iowa jump all the way up and get in? I, was I mean, if, 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 I was if chaos awesome, happens right. like Crown just just said, I mean, that's right. what I think it would take. But if all those, uh, yeah, man, yeah, I would say Notre Dame. Would, I would say UC moves up to two. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, then, yes. Notre Dame would either go to four or three, and then then the committee has to make a decision. Right. Is, do they put in a two-loss Big Ten team? Like, do they still put in Michigan somehow at yeah. number four? Do they do they go back and get uh, Ohio State, which I think would be really hard because they didn't play a conference championship game? Do they go with a two-loss Oklahoma State team? That's going to be a game where – or that's going to be a situa- scenario where – the committee's going to have to make a lot of decisions. And it'll be how really interesting hard. would it be? Just, I mean, I don't think Notre Dame. We're talking, we're talking hypothetical stuff here. I don't think Notre mm-hmm. Dame's going to get in. I really don't. But how, <laughs> how unless that happens, unless yeah. that unless all that happens, yes. happens. But they would be in there without a without a coach. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And right. I was listening to ESPN today, and they said that the committee is allowed to take that into consideration. Well, that, to me, to, to me, they sh- to me, to me, they should because and they should. They if, should. If, if Brian and I understand it's a bag of money he got, but if you really thought your team had a chance to go to the college football playoffs, you really going to leave them? I mean, that's where I'm like, I don't think Brian Kelly thinks his team's all that good. That's the reason. I mean, I know ninety five million dollars is a right. lot of money. It's a bag of money right. to, to turn down, but I just, that, that's that's where I'm at with Luke Fickle. I'm like, like if he when to when they win Saturday and they're going to the college football playoffs, this is where. I am holding out hope that I don't see him leaving the University of Cincinnati to right. go to Notre Dame because they're on the verge of playing the college football playoffs. Therefore, that's why I don't think Brian Kelly thought they had he has a very good team and they had a chance to do it. That's one of the reasons he left, along with $95 million. Yeah. Do, do you want to move on to uh, Luke Fickle here? Because I do have some thoughts. Yeah, have yeah go ahead. Let's, let's go, on, let's go to Luke. On, okay, so obviously Luke Fickle, uh, the, the rumors of him going to Notre Dame are swirling all over the place. He's a nice big old Catholic boy, which a lot of people love to use. Uh-huh. They love to use that. He's Catholic that, that, that now that he has to go to Notre Dame. You're Catholic. You have to go there. You, you have, have to, to go, go to Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Okay. So I'll give you a take that I, I feel like I have yet to hear anybody else make. Notre Dame has a ceiling. It's the same way that UC used to have a ceiling with AAC, but now they're going to the big 12 and that they're cracking that ceiling this year in a group of five, conference that they that UC doesn't have this ceiling. I'll tell you why. Notre Dame may have that money and I get it. No it's money talks. I get that. But not being in a conference is massive. Mm-hmm. Recruiting out to South Bend is not the same that it meant 20 or 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. That Notre Dame network, that money that they're getting from the TV network from ABC, it's not as much as these power five conferences are getting now. And then so then you got to look at that. So does Luke Fickle want to go to a place where he has to pretty much be perfect? Because Notre Dame not playing in a conference championship has burnt them in the past, and it'll yes. burn them in the future. And if it, they're it's not, bur- it's burning them this year by losing to us. Burning, burning yeah. them this year because yeah. let's think about let's think about this. Let's say Notre Dame was in the ACC. Let's mm-hmm. just say, let's yeah. just say, and UC played a team, let's say that was equivalent to Notre Dame. Let's just, let's just say for for sake of argument, let's say Michigan. Let's say mm-hmm. they went into the Big House and won. Mm-hmm. Right. So now the Bearcats are 12 and up and then Notre Dame lost to a team to UC's equivalent. Let's say Oklahoma state. Let's just say for sake of right. argument, mm-hmm. right? You're telling me that if Notre Dame wins out the rest of the way and then wins in their conference championship, that Notre Dame still would not be in the playoff. No, Notre Dame would be in because they're in the power right. five. Exactly. Exactly. That, yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's so key. Exactly. So basically meaning that if Notre Dame, wants to get back to the playoff or get back to relevancy, they pretty much have to go undefeated, which is mm-hmm. the same that he would have to do at Cincinnati anyway. Exactly. And then since, right. And there's a lot more scrutiny at Notre Dame. I mean, they, they don't mess around. They, they want winning coaches and that's it. Like if he doesn't, if he goes and he doesn't win, they're going to want him 
out of there within the next two or three years. And pretty much this is this is Luke Fickle's program. He's built this from the ground up. He's got a $10 million practice facility coming his way. He's going to the Big 12 where he doesn't have to worry about not being in a conference. Mm-hmm. Recruiting in Cincinnati has been much better than recruiting in Notre Dame. You recruiting out. I don't know if you were out at South Bend during the uh, game and saw the campus. Campus sucks. Campus sucks. I, 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 unless there's a lot of monuments and cool stuff and the cool buildings, but like other than that, campus sucks, especially for student life. We were talking to students. We we're like, where's the nearest bar? Like, what? You yeah. The, oh, dude, you, the nothing. funny thing is, you go to Notre Dame, you cross that river. There's, there's, it's crap. When you cross nothing. that, cross that river, there's nothing, nothing there. And I mean, I mean, as far as student life goes. You see, Clifton is way better. <laughs> There's all right, kinds of exactly. stuff there. Yeah, right, exactly. And then, lastly, and then, and I'll let you talk. I know I'm rambling. Quite no, you're good. Keep going. Then one more, one more thing about Notre Dame versus the rest of let's say just say college football. You got to start looking now at NIL deals. When you look at NIL deals in Cincinnati, the businesses it's basically a, a small business mecca. These players can pretty much just as soon as they jump in. Even some of our smaller recruits are still getting NIL deals from businesses all across mm-hmm, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Right, South Bend is not even close to what UC has in terms of small businesses for NIL deals. That's mm-hmm. what players aren't looking for. And you Absolutely. go to get you get players that are in you know probably not not great monetary situations or not great financial situations. They're going to be looking to get that money. And I first of all, number one, I is as open as I am. I am all for NIL, all yes. for yes, one hundred percent, all for yep. absolutely. So in, Right, exactly. So instead of going to Notre Dame and not getting as many opportunities for an NIL deal, you come to Cincinnati and it could be a, a big, a huge mecca. So and- that being said, that being said, I don't think Luke Fickle would leave to Notre Dame. I think if he did, even though the money is there, financially it'd be there. I think in terms of success, in terms of winning, and in terms of championships, he would not experience the same thing that he would at Cincinnati. Now, one thing, another point i want to bring up this is what i brought up yesterday is you don't have the academic restrictions at uc as you do as you know because there there are just uh, we'll just be honest there are players Mm -hmm. that the five-star recruit players potential nfl players that will not go to notre dame because they can't get in because of the 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 the, uh, academic restrictions and that is for years was a big problem for Notre Dame and recruiting guys. And it still is. That's when still is. when they go, yeah, when they go and they actually get into the college football playoffs and they get into the national championship game, they've got their blow, doors blown up because they don't have the speed, they don't have the talent, they don't have, you know, right. the guys to, to keep up with the the that the, the, the players that Alabama can get. And that's and that's where I'm at with you. I, I agree with you on all everything you said, where I think personally there's a better shot for Luke Fickle to win a multiple national championships if he stays with UC and he goes to the Big 12, because let's be honest, let's just look at Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. He jumped mm-hmm. ship. He left. He went to USC. My opinion, one, it's a ton of money. It's always about the money. But two, why would you want to go to the SEC and bang your head against against that when you've had mm-hmm. a, a pathway for the last four or five years? If you win the Big 12 championship, you have a direct shot to the college football playoffs. Direct he shot. has that exact same thing at USC right now. He mm-hmm. wins the Pac-12. He has basically a direct shot to the college football playoffs in the yeah. same position that he was at at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, you're going to go Oklahoma, Texas, and, and the only reason they are moving to the SEC is purely money. It's not yeah. to, to to win championships. I know they want to, but you have four dominant programs in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And well, like you said, LSU just fired their coach when they after they won the national championship two years ago. Two years ago. 
why would you want to do that? <laughs> why would you want right. to go there? And right. so that's where I'm like, you know, it, it's sometimes you want to go, I almost say the easiest path, but sometimes you want to work smarter, not harder. You know, exactly. I mean, exactly. that, that, you're right. That, that, that's just a, a, a good thing in life. Sometimes just do things the smarter way. Doesn't always mm -hmm. necessarily mean that you, you're not taking on the challenge. You still be taking on a challenge. Like, look, it's a challenge for university of Cincinnati to go two years in a row being undefeated in the regular season. I don't care what conference you're in. That is a hell of an accomplishment. That is yeah. hard to do no matter what conference you're in. Yeah. So there are things that you can accomplish at the university of Cincinnati that you can't accomplish at Notre Dame. It's just a fact yeah. the way, the way to right. everything's set up right now. So all that that we just said, sounds like Luke's not going to go according to us, but I can right. still see him leaving. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I yeah, still could. Right. I mean, I hate oh, to yeah. say it, but I still can yeah. see him leaving. I hope he doesn't. Yeah. But the thing his is, com yeah, his comments at his presser are, are, I mean, again, a presser is a presser, and, and the media will spin it however they want to. But he could have dispelled all of that in one saying, "I'm not interested. All my focus is on Houston right mm -hmm. now in the conference championship game." But well, he never he said he wasn't interested. He just said he he hasn't paid attention to it. <laughs> that's that's exactly. the key. He never said he wasn't interested. Now. Now, that being said, that could be a reason that Luke Fickle has been doing that, and he did this with Michigan State. I never thought once that he was going to go to Michigan State, even though he may have interviewed. He's using that as leverage so that way UC will extend his contract and they'll mm -hmm. give him more money. And then, and Luke is very smart about that. He's very smart. Ooh. He did the same thing with Michigan State, and then he got that. So, But that being said, that being said, in – my personal thought is that I do not believe that Luke Fickle will go. There's been a couple signs. Uh, I mean, you already said at the beginning of the broadcast, it's just, it's just, um, I don't think Notre Dame's going to wait till January. And then on top of that, Notre Dame's already still retaining a lot of coaches. Luke Fickle's not going to go if he can't bring his staff. Right. He's not, not going to go unless Brady well, to me, to me, that, that bodes well for, for Marcus Freeman as being the, the next. Yeah, coach at Notre Dame. I, I I really do think he has legit shot of, of getting that. Mm -hmm. now, I think he will be. Now let's just let's just play devil's advocate. And this is and let's say Luke does leave. For me, the first phone call would be to Marcus Freeman, bringing him back here and being the head coach. What's your thoughts on that? I yeah, I see the eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my here's my thing. I don't I don't know if Marcus Freeman is ready for a job like Notre Dame. Right, it's just there's a lot that there, goes there into is. There, it. There's I a agree. Lot. With that. Brian, mm -hmm. as much as as much as it's nothing snake. against Marcus Freeman. That that's, no, that's absolutely a big not. Step. Yeah. He could eventually become mm -hmm. right. a, an incredible head coach. Mm -hmm. Not saying that. Mm -hmm. I don't think he, there's a lot that comes with being a Notre Dame head coach. It, it takes good coaching experience. I don't think he would do great there. I think in terms of recruiting. I think if he came back to UC, UC would not skip a beat in recruiting. That's exactly. I would say that. I would say it would be, it wouldn't, I don't think it would be a great idea to recruit for, to uh, hire from within because I don't think Trestle or Dan Brock yeah. are, are ready. Yes. Are ready for that as well. Right. Um, I think, but I, I think, I think, I think here's, here's the thing. I do think Notre Dame's, Notre Dame, their administration does have arrogance. And I think that they no, really, oh, right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think we're Notre they, Dame, right, right, we're Notre Dame, exactly. We're Notre Catholic. Dame, we're the best. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I think that they think they're like, okay, our 
winningest head coach of all time is leaving and we're going to take who was right under him. But he, I mean, Marcus Freeman was only right under him for two years, maybe. And no, Freeman was there at the beginning. Marcus, I mean, you're talking about Brian. No, no. My bad, my bad, my yeah, bad, my right. bad. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. exactly. Sorry. No, you're fine. So that being, that being said, that being said, uh, I, we kind of talked about it. It's like, whose defense is – at the beginning of the year, you and I had a conversation about this. Like, whose defense is this really? Was this Marcus Freeman's or was this Luke Fickle's defense? And both you and I agreed. This is Luke Fickle's defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that being said, I think Marcus Freeman is a great game manager, but I don't know how he would be as a head coach. Yeah. That well, that's the thing is – as I, I agree with that. I think <clears throat> him I think he can a, be. I think, I think he, can, he be, yes. can be. Can be. Maybe yes. not next year. I think him taking the Notre Dame job would be a a a, a big step. Uh, it, it, he would almost be skipping a step, you know. Oh, he would be right. Yeah, you you, you kind of go to to like a, a Mac school or something and do that for a year or two and then move up. It's kind of what right. normally happens. But the way the, the situation at Notre Dame is, they got you know hit with a bombshell. They didn't know Brian Kelly was going to leave, and apparently Marcus Freeman has brought a lot of five star recruits in himself mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball, and they don't want to lose those. Okay. So that's where I think there's a good shot that Marcus Freeman does uh, is the next coach at Notre Dame. And like I said, this is I, I said this on yesterday's show. I think Saturday's game at four o'clock at Nippard is not only a big game for for this season, but a big game for the the University of Cincinnati uh, football program moving forward and how what's how it's going to be shaped. Because I know Notre Dame said they would wait. I don't see Notre Dame waiting a month to see if they can get Luke Fickle or not. Because yeah. I don't, I don't see Luke. If, if, when we win, I don't, see, and we get to the college football playoffs, I don't see Luke leaving. <laughs> and yeah, saying, right. all right, guys, right. I did what I'm going to do. You know, have fun in the playoffs. I don't see that happening. Right. Well, yeah, right, and exactly. And that being said, it, well, let's remember, it wasn't Notre Dame that said that. It was some some media personnel. Right. 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 So we don't exactly know what that situation is. They met with Freeman today, and then they met with the offensive coordinator today. Let's see what happens. I don't think Luke Fickle is going to go, but there's always a thought in the back of my mind. But right. I'm not. But, but at this point yeah, now, we're, we're Bearcat, Josh. We're Bearcats fans. We have the PTSD because all of our coaches always leave for football. They always, always leave. We've never. Always we've, leave. Luke Fickle is the only one that ever turned a job down to stay here. The mm-hmm. only one. <laughs> so only that's one. that's why we're always like, eh, they're probably going to leave. You know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Bearcat fans aren't used to uh, coaches staying. So. But that being said, I'm not going to let that fester in my mind. We have a conference championship with a chance to get into the playoff to play a Michigan team that I think is flawed, and I think that this UC team could beat. I was more excited for the matchup against Ohio State. I think we technically matched up better against them. That being said, I still think UC beats Michigan. I think we can go to a national championship, and then at that time, it's 50-50. Let's roll the dice. Let's play Georgia. Let's see what happens. Now, I, I will tell you this. If, if the matchup does ha- happen when we play Michigan, what does scare me, and this has been one of the Achilles heels for the Bearcats and their defense this year, is teams that run the ball well. Yes. They, they, yeah. they're, they're, and Michigan ran the ball like crazy against Ohio State last weekend. So uh-huh. that does scare me where they're going to have to shore that up. And But there's also things where, Josh, that I think those games, I, I really do honestly think the Bearcats were getting bored. I really do. there Because it was a lull in the season. You know, you had a whole bunch of teams that they weren't ranked, but it, it's just like they didn't they didn't put their throat on them and, and, and they didn't stomp them out. And mm. and that's where I don't know if it's 
the, the scheme where they actually do have a hard time stopping the run or they just got bored. You know, that's where I'm, I'm not sure, but the, the run game or run defense does scare me. Yeah. I, and I get that the, the run defense hasn't been great uh, in some of the games that where you said it, it seemed like, it seemed like the Bearcat defense was getting bored, but I'll say this, I'll, I'll say this when the defense has needed to show up, show up in the run game, they have. And, and I think, and with Michigan, uh, Haskins hasn't had games like that consistently no. against Ohio. He doesn't run like that consistently. Michigan doesn't have that many blowout wins where they look ridiculously incredible. Right. Consistently. That's probably the first one they had all year. Right. And, and this matchup was terrible for Ohio State. Absolutely awful. And we, we've been saying it's like this Ohio State defense is incredibly suspect. And we found out that they, they are. So exactly. that being said, that all being said, I like our chances against Michigan. We know I'll be betting UC Moneyline. They might even be fair. I'm seeing a lot of people picking Bearcats. I, I, like I said, dude, our defense, I've said this before, I'm not scared to play anybody. Our defense will travel, and our defense will keep us with, in any game with anybody in the country. Now, Natural says, uh, Jeff, do you think UC will open its pockets to keep Luke? Yes, I do. Yes. They are actually working on a contract with him as far as I know. Uh, they've been working on it for a while, and they we never get any details at all until until it's uh until it comes out. So they're very hush. Cunningham yeah. and Fickle, and I and I like that. I, I like that. They're very hush hush about what they do. And I think Luke likes that too because Luke, yeah, Luke doesn't. Luke hush. Fickle doesn't let let anything out. No, you know. I mean, every time anybody ever ask him about the 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 college football playoff rankings or other jobs or anything he is I don't know it's the same answer I live under a rock I barely answer my phone I don't watch the TV that's the same answer over now if it's true I have no idea but he that's his 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 stick or whatever that's that's his Bill Belichick anymore he he just like I, I have no idea I don't even know what's going on I yeah. unless people tell me so that's where that's where uh that's just that's that's one of the best things about Luke. I'll say this. If you're a Bearcats fan, you need to listen to the first 30 minutes of this because we have just been so positive and so optimistic. <laughs> so we are we are definitely cheering a lot, a lot, a lot of people up. And, and but, but it's true. I but it's true. I I I and everything I've said tonight, I firmly believe. Yeah, I like I said I believe everything we said, but again, and not to be um uncheerful. I won't I wouldn't be surprised. I it still wouldn't shock me if he leaves. But we'll I would we'll be find shocked. Out. I would be Color me shocked. I, I, after what after what happened with Brian Kelly, nothing will ever shock me because I did not think Brian Kelly was going to leave. So after that one, I'm kind of like, all right, well. Yeah, but the situation is so much different. It, it is. I, I, I agree. Shocked. 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 <laughs> I would be shocked. Hey, we, we spared no expenses here on the Strawberry Ice Show. We, we, we have all kinds of uh, props and everything. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we have talked about the Bearcats for about 30 minutes here. Let's get break Man. down the wonderful – Awesome, epic destruction, curb stompingness of the Pittsburgh Squealers on Sunday. What an ass whooping, man. Dude, that was awesome. Like me and Bengals Captain were talking about this on Monday. And seriously, the second half of the of the game, not that nobody was paying attention, but it was kind of just uh, we can just chill, relax. This game is over. Right. La, 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 la. So, hey, I guess you're doing right. Oh, that's cool. Like, hey, we scored again. All right, cool. Let's go. Why is Ben still out there? Why the hell are they calling a timeout with less than a minute left in the game? Give me a break, dude. That game was awesome. Ass whooping, man. Ass whooping. And it was just, it was, it was years upon years of frustration and anger and and hatred 
unloaded into one Sunday. And I think this is the team that's coming off of the bye that we all said that this team's going to be dangerous off of the bye. They're going to go back. They're going to get refreshed. They're going to figure out their flaws. And they're doing exactly that. Burrow has looked, Burrow these past two weeks has looked much, much better. Mm -hmm. He looks much better. He did throw an interception, which again, we do want to see go away. But we got it right back with the pick six. The defense was dominant. They weren't scared. Pittsburgh said we punked them. And any time that they got a little chippy, any sort of TJ Watt BS that happened, we or were right there. Or talk trash for catching a freaking pass when it's 41 to 3. On Darius Phillips. <laughs> yeah. And, and ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right. We were choreographed, dancing on their graves. <laughs> yes. We're doing everything. Big. I And you know what? You know what, Steelers? Steelers Big Ben looked great on that touchdown pass. You should get. You guys should sign him for another year. You should. <laughs> oh, you one hundred percent should. Yes, please, please do, please do. I think I think you sign for another two years. <laughs> this was the. This is the antithesis of what is about to come. This and that's a that's a big word right there. Uh, this is this very is for that one. We're seeing we're seeing the Bengals go up. And we're seeing the Steelers <laughs> go down. It's it is a massive, massive, um, with changing of the guard. I mean, they, they pretty much say the changing of the guard. And guess what? You know what the Steelers did on Sunday? They quit. They yeah. Quit. They, they, re- they quit. The same it, way they did last, listen to the way they did last time we played. Yeah, as Natty says, says, Natty says they uh, reconsidered their life choices. They should have. <laughs> they should have. They should have. They should have reconsidered all them damn TikToks, all that shit that they would talk, everything. And, and I was so sick of it. And guess what? This is three in a row on the Steelers. It hasn't been done since 89. This is the first time you weren't even alive as an owner. No, I was not. I was not. <laughs> I was. You were. You I was. Were. So I've, ne- I've never seen it. And it was the first time we swept them since 09. Saw that one. Mm. It is it, a changing of the guard. And, and this was no fluke. This was no, we no. were better that day. We were better. We're a, clear better in every, every this aspect was an of the game. Yes, exactly. This was it was ne- Josh. It was never a game. That no, that's it never was. I'm sitting there. My, my brother-in-law came to the game with me, and me and him are looking, going, "We're kicking their ass." This this hasn't even been a game the whole time. This is. I'm just in shock. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I thought it was gonna be a, a close game. I mean, it's an AFC North battle. I always think they're gonna be close games. Both both times we played the Squealers this year, neither one of them were close. Neither. We kicked their neither. ass both times. Yes, and I'm just like. This is awesome. And, and the thing is, you, you talk about beating the the, the, the demons of, of Steelers, Squares past. Mm. These players, they don't know that. They, they, yeah. they weren't here. That right. that doesn't affect them. That affects us. That affects you and me. But mm. that doesn't affect them at all. And that's what the cool thing is. Like I, I loved Joe Burrow's answer. And, and it was across the board with all the Bengals. You know, they're like, what's the significance of, of winning three in a row versus the, the Squares? And he's like, yeah, we won two games, you know, we should win them. But if we don't win the rest of them, it doesn't matter. You know, right. it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's a huge deal to you and me because of all the, all the stuff that we went through the last, you know, 10, 15 years with, yep. with this team. But to them, it's just another win. And and that's, that's what championship football is. Joe Mixon having the, his, his best game of the year, giving all the credit to the offensive lineman, setting up the silly Two-step, setting all that up, having fun. I, I was doing it in the stands. 
Oh man, was that not the best thing you've ever seen in your whole entire life? Oh, dude, that, 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 was, that was the end zone I sit in. It was, it was great. I, I was up oh, dancing. Like, let's go! Amazing! Let's go. Oh my god, that was incredible! I loved it. I loved it. All right, let's get to a couple questions here in the chat. Here, Royal Flush Terry says the ignorance of Ravens fans to say they are clearly the best team in the AFC North is mind blowing. Yes, now this is a good point. If Lamar throws four INTs against us, we're scoring way more than 10 points. Exactly. And I, I said this on, on yep. I think, yesterday's show. If Lamar gives us four four opportunities, we're going to score four times. I, I really Hell, do think because yes, you have to remember, yes. Yes. we went to Baltimore and blew the Ratbirds out. That wasn't blew a close game either. We blew them out. They could not stop Jamar Chase. It's just mm-hmm. like the Squealers. Could not stop T. Higgins. There are right. too many weapons on this team. You stop one, we got five other ones. Right. So that's where I, right. I, I think uh, the and the thing is with the Rappers, if Lamar Jackson doesn't pull something out of his butt to win games, they wouldn't be seven. They wouldn't have seven wins. And if it wasn't for the refs in the freaking Detroit yeah. game, where mm-hmm. they let them <laughs> they mm-hmm. had the extra time when the play clock run out. And they Justin wouldn't have won Tucker that game either. God, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> let me tell. Let me tell you this. I watched the Steelers the past three weeks. The dam is about to break. They are not that good. You've seen Lamar has thrown four interceptions. They were just lucky that Cleveland is so beat to hell that they can't mm-hmm. even move the ball. I'm telling you, the dam is about to break. Lamar can't keep getting all of. You know, not all of the what I'm all of the load because he is getting right. all of the yes, load because the team around him is really average. That the team is average around that. Yes, and the Bengals and it all goes back to two years ago when they drafted. They drafted for one specific reason. Well, number one, they got Joe Burrow, but then after but that, then they drafted to stop Lamar. Lamar. Mm-hmm. That's their biggest antithesis was Lamar. I've used it twice now. They've stopped Lamar. And they and yeah yeah I know you like Two that real right? wow yeah right yeah, smart like boy that. yeah <laughs> yeah I took the ACT hey. um didn't do great on it but anyway. <laughs> uh, uh but that being said that being said when we played them we we did exactly what we thought was gonna happen we stopped Lamar and we're gonna have we're gonna do it again and this team the the Ravens are trending backwards and the Bengals are steamrolling forward so. That being said, there's no way that you – I mean, you can see it in the style of play. You can see how they're playing. The Bengals are clearly a better team than the Ravens are. We've already seen it happen. So, that being said, I'm not too worried. I think when Baltimore comes to town, they're going to have a very rude awakening. Now, I'll say this because people were asking me this um, last week. When is the Bengals' uh, offense going to get consistent? And my thought process was as soon as the offensive line gets consistent. And I think with the addition of Hakeem Adeniji to this Wait, offensive line, I, I think he stabilized it. And I, and, and I, I thought Jackson Carmen was going to come back, but I'm, I'm wrong. I think it's Hakeem Adeniji's job. I think mm-hmm. it's his to lose. And I think this offensive line yeah. has played much better. And if you look, where did they run the ball last week? Hakeem Adeniji's side. That's where they, exactly. ran, they, yeah. they ran, ran it to, to the left side over and over yeah. and over and over and over again. Almost mm-hmm. every run play was that way. So. Right. To me, that that's the consistency that this offense has been trying to generate. And and going into playoff football, going into December, and it's cold, you have to run the ball. Run the ball. And with what they did Sunday, it's back to the beginning of the year, what they were doing. They were running the ball a ton. 
mixing in with deep balls to, at the mm-hmm. time, Jamar Chase. Sunday, it was deep balls to T. Higgins. That's mm-hmm. the formula that worked to get us off to that great start. That's what they got back to. And that's, mm-hmm. to me, this is the winning formula that we 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 can put together. And and the good thing is the Bengals are healthy. Let's just put it that way, too. They are out of Huge, every, man. Yeah, out of every Huge. team in the AFC or she, yeah, AFC North, they're the healthiest. Everybody else is beat yeah. the hell. Yeah, and I want to. I was listening to Tony. I want to keep. I want to stay on that. I was listening to Tony and Mo uh, with their football show that goes on on Mondays in Twin Peaks. Yeah, you're welcome for that plug, you guys. You freaking they won't even have me on their show. But that being said, um, when they when Mo was talking and said everybody was really kind of trashing uh, Zach Taylor for taking those days off and, and during training camp when they had a hundred percent attendance in OTAs and they took a lot of days up. I'll tell you this right now. Those off days are paying off right now. They're paying off because now this team is healthy and they're ready to go. And they're, they've been healthy for quite a while. So it's, it's, it's really paying off at this health and those off days. And Zach Taylor has been very, very smart about that. So that being said, all like credit to Zach Taylor for keeping that the team healthy. I think I might have lost you, Jeff. You're not moving. Oh, I'm by myself. Okay, all right. So we lost Jeff, I guess. So uh, I, I guess it's just me running the uh, the sports with strawberry ice. So what's going on, everybody? Uh, why don't we? Uh, okay, so let's keep talking about the Bengals here. So I did a piece on um, on Stripe Hype. You guys can go there now, and it, it, it talks about the run game and it talks about Jamar Chase's ability in the run game and what he's done is something really quite amazing. I haven't really seen a rookie wide receiver. Uh, do this when, uh, like when he's been a rookie. I, I haven't really seen a lot of wide receivers do this. You go back and you look at the all twenty-two film, which is basically the the eye in the sky. It basically watches everybody here, and you basically see Jamar Chase blocking his ass off every single play on every single run play, and he's been able to push through the line. He's been able to get through, and he's been able to basically create all of these plays uh, for Joe Mixon and get these blocks downfield that has turned those five-yard gains into 10-yard, 15-yard, 20-yard gains. And those gains that continually move the chains and, and keep the offense flowing. Now, on top of that, that doesn't only – that's not only, like, helping us in yardage and actual playing. It's that body language. It's it's being able to come out and, you know, bulldoze, team, it bulldoze teams and bulldoze players – and everybody else feeds off of that. They're feeding off of Jamar Chase. They're feeding off of that. So absolutely, um, when J- there you are, but dude, I've been knocking this out, oh, dude. Like, you're, I, you're you're killing it. I have no, I have no clue what the heck happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. I was just doing my own plugs over here. It's like I got a, I got this over here. I got that over here. <laughs> oh my goodness, going on in the comments over here. I don't know. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna put somebody in time out here. <laughs> what the heck that one is? Where's Get rid of that one right there. Yeah, Jeff, what have you been watching there, guy? Not me, brother. Not me. Yeah, not there. me at all. I haven't watched anything. I got knocked off my own freaking show. I'm like, what is going on here? So anyway, I don't even know really where weird. we were at. We were talking about the Bengals. I know. We were talking about the Bengals. So I'll, I'll bring I'll bring up to you what I was kind of talking with the the comment section here. And we were talking about basically we were talking about Jamar Chase and his ability in the run game. Now I did a piece on this um, during or, or on Stripe Hype. You can go read it now. It's out. Yes, I did read it. Great article. article. Thank you. And it talks about how Jamar Chase, not only does he make incredible plays when he has the ball in his hands, it's all about the 
times where he doesn't have the ball mm-hmm. in his hand. Mm-hmm. What does he do? Because a lot of these, a lot of wide receivers, and a lot of rookie wide receivers don't want to get their hands dirty. Jamar Chase is the exact opposite. Jamar Chase goes out there and he blocks and he throws his weight around and he he manhandles some guys. He is so much stronger than a lot of other players on the field. And then on top of that, so not only does it do that for the team, it does a lot for the players' mentality, does a lot for the players' you know body language and how they act. They see a rookie wide receiver doing that, they know they well. You just absolutely remember the, the block he had in, in Detroit. You know, on Joe Mixon's long run. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's right. and, that, and, and he's not the only one that that does that, which is which is great. The all of the the Bengals wide receivers are into to blocking. It's it's not you know it's not. Sorry. Hear this awesome intro again? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I lost everything. So <laughs> once I got knocked off, I had to. I had to bring that back up again because, like yesterday, it did the same thing and knocked me off, and then I lost everything. I'm like, holy crap! So, I was having bad technical difficulties yesterday. My fire alarm went off three times <laughs> when I was on the radio well, on the Ed Robinson show. And I'm like, I'm like, I had to keep running out of the house, turning it off, to going, turning it back on. Terrible, terrible. Exactly, exactly. All right, we got some guys who want to talk about the uh, Major League Baseball lockout. Now, I don't know, is it actually official? Do you know? Do you know if they're actually locked out or not? For sure. I'll be honest. I don't follow baseball until college basketball is done. Then, <laughs> yeah, okay. Once, well, once honestly, season, I did. And honestly, with with what the Reds are doing, which is nothing, yes, it's, it's kind of you know it's kind of hard to 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 really. Or there's not a whole lot to pay attention to with the Reds. So yeah, that's where I I haven't. I like talking about the Reds, but they haven't done anything to actually talk about them yet. But well, I will say this real quick about the Reds. If the Reds were able to do anything this offseason, I do think that they have a chance to have a quality baseball team because of their starting rotation and because of who they will have. That even if they trade Sonny Gray. I think because you still you got uh, uh, um, Green and Nick Lodolo. Those two, I think, are going to be very good uh, pitchers for the Reds. You still got uh, Luis Castillo. You got uh, Gutierrez, and you got Tyler Malley, and those two, I think, are pitching staff will be okay. They got to improve the bullpen. They got to improve the bench. Hope to God they, tra- they uh, uh, signed Nick Castellanos. But right now, they're not doing anything. So that's my Reds talk for today. <laughs> what the hell is going on? I lost, lost your light. <laughs> He's going. I'll say this about the Reds. I'll say one thing about the Reds. If uh-huh. the Bengals did any inch of what the Reds have done this past offseason, they would be calling for Mike Brown's head. Yes. And they would, oh, and they would, get oh, it. And they would go get it. And they would go absolutely. get it. And the national absolutely. media would go get it. I've said and that a million times. That's all I got to say. Yeah, no, I've said that a million times. If if, if Mike Brown were to do what Castellini's done the last two years, I'd be like, oh, my God, we can't spend any money. I'm not going. And it, and, but, you know, the Reds are like, I think it's getting to the point now, though, where fans are like, this is ridiculous. You have, And I don't think fans want him to spend $129 million. Just spend something to improve the ball club is what I think. Right. So, all right, let's roll into the Bearcats basketball team, which, like Terry says here, we got them playing here in about 45 minutes. They will be playing mm-hmm. the University of Miami. Ohio. Of Ohio, yes. And actually, University of Miami, Ohio, is actually a pretty good basketball team this year. I, I think they're undefeated at, at this time. Oh, no, I think, like, they lost, I think they lost their last game. You know, either undefeated, they got one, one, one loss. I can't remember which. Either way, my opinion with Wes Miller and the way he has started out the season – I, I I'm very excited with what he's done. 
Um, I'm also kind of disappointed with the last two games. I think we should be seven and zero. I think we should have won both these these games. Oh, yeah. um, I think they lost the offensive um, structure that they had at the beginning of the year. The last two games, to me, there was too many three point shots, not enough ball movement, not enough putting the ball at the top of the key, trying to kick it out. You know, two man game, high low post, none of that stuff was working. All because the last game, Presbyterian just put them in the zone, and UC never. One, they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn <laughs> with their shots. Right. Second of all, they never tried to work the ball inside. So those are things that I think they have to try to work on to to improve, to get back to where they were when they were 5-0, which Wes Miller is the very first Bearcat head basketball coach to be 5-0 to start his Bearcat basketball career. I mean, we're just going to – let's just add that to the growing pains of what this Bearcat basketball team is going to go through. I mean – Again, this is going to be a team that's going to be right on the fringe of March Madness. These, 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 you know, teams that are these, excuse me, you know, teams like the UC basketball, we're going to have to watch out for those games against F and Monmouth. I almost dropped the F bomb here. So <laughs> you, you can't. Who knows, who knows, we might have kids watching in the car. Who knows? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I, and I listen, I, and I understand that, um, you know, you're going to drop a game or two. Get that. Get it. But that's got to be the only one. Yes. Of that type. That's it. There cannot be any more. If you expect this team to make the tournament without winning the AAC, which they still can win the AAC, you go to that tournament, anything could happen. Well, You've uh, been there for the last three years. Memphis does, Memphis could get better, but Memphis didn't look that good to me. When no. I watched them play the other night. Now, Houston does. I think Houston does. Well, Houston, Houston in their loss, they didn't They didn't look good. <clears throat> that's true. Houston that's in their true. loss, they did not look good. So I, I think, I think you know, this is going to be a growing pains year. I, I get that. And we, we all got hyped up because the, the start was so good. Um, it's it's going to be a growing pains year. And I do, I, again, West Mill is the guy. That's it. We're locking in. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think we got, he, well, I mean, let's be honest. He, he has the most wins for a coach under 40. Right, I mean, that's exactly. that, you can't get much that's better. Not, than that's that. not nothing. Yeah, no, that's right, not nothing exactly. at all. So, I mean, I, I do think we have ourselves a, a very good uh, basketball coach and we are, we are, no, we have a very good football coach. So mm-hmm. hopefully we will be able to keep both of them. Now, Matthew here says, and I agree with him. He said, wish the Bearcats would sign with Jordan brand again and move away from the Under Armour deal. I've heard rumors that Under Armour was trying to buy everybody out. All, all, you know, they wanted to get out of the college game. I heard that like two years ago. And I heard that UC was going to go sign with Nike or Jordan, but none of that's happened. So I'm hoping right. they get back to it. And and I always like to say this too is is everybody has to remember back in the 90s, and they talk about Michigan being the original Jordan brand for 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 college. That's that's not true. The original Jordan brand uh, was the University of Cincinnati Bearcat basketball team. They are the original team that wore the Jordan little man up in the corner. That was that was us. Now, the OG think, Jordan. It's, it's just, I mean, it's, Josh, that kind of brings me to to where Cincinnati doesn't get credit for things. Like, let's let's be honest. The the no uh the no huddle offense, which turned into the K gun offense for the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. started in Cincinnati. Like this, yeah. all the offenses, all these no huddle spread them out offenses, that all started here. The Jordan brand, the very first school to have a Jordan Jordan brand, was Cincinnati. There's so many mm-hmm. things that start here that we don't get credit for. The West Coast offense, hell, the West Coast yes, offense. For yes. some reason, it's called the West Coast offense. It was started in Cincinnati. It, mm-hmm. it, it's it, which does make. I mean, I understand it's probably used out in the West Coast a ton, but the West Coast offense was started in Cincinnati. You're right. It's, we get Absolutely. we don't get enough credit for 
a lot that goes around. I was watching a, a Good Mythical Morning. I don't know when, way back in the day, and I remember they were talking about the, the original Chili Dog. It wasn't Cincinnati's Chili Dog, and I was like, "What am I looking at?" Right? <laughs> like that is some BS, right? There. We that's us. That's literally us. <laughs> that's all we're known for. That's it. I know. It's Skyline Jesus, Chili, but it's delicious. I love Skyline. Oh, oh my God. Actually, okay, so the funny thing, the people sit, who sit behind me, they, they wouldn't got, because at the stadium, you can only get Gold Star. So right. they got themselves a crepe case. They're like, hey, you want one? I said, like, yeah. They're like, do you want the sauce on it? I said, the sauce. I mean, you, you mean the chili? Like, yeah, but absolutely. So I had one I had uh, with everything on it. They had one left. And apparently, I didn't realize there was no chili on it. <laughs> so I said, where are you going? This, this tastes dry. It's, it's missing something. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like <laughs> the whole thing. I didn't even realize it. I, I ate it anyway. Yeah, I was hungry. So, <laughs> but I've never had a, a a a a hot dog with just cheese. That's all. It's <laughs> bread. That's kind of like dog with just cheese. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was very very interesting. It was it was yeah. it was it was un, uh, unsatisfactory. I'll put it that way. Unsatisfactory. See, we're both using big big words today. Very big proud of words. us. Big words. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's about 630. I think we're rolling out of here. Bearcat basketball starting here at 7 o'clock, which is only on ESPN Plus, of course. We can't ever get on ESPN. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that'll change when we get to Big 12, but we will see. So you got any parting words for the viewers here, Josh? You got anything going on? I know you got your article, your podcast, and all that stuff going on. Yeah, I might as well plug my stuff here. All right, that's what she said. But anyway, uh, so that's what she said. You can find my podcast, uh, the Back Row Bengals Show. You pretty much find it anywhere. You can find podcasts, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever. And then also on top of that, you can find a lot of my articles. Uh, you can go to fansided.com. and then on top of that, you can go to the Bengals side of that. You'll find my uh, articles there. There's a new one out now talking about Jamar Chase and talk about how much of an impact he has had, not only in the passing game, but the run game. And then on top of that, we're going to have a show tonight, hopefully, about the college football playoff. And then tomorrow we'll be back at it for back row Bengals. We're going to be previewing the Bengals Chargers game. You doing anything tomorrow, Jeff? I'm going to be on your show. There you go. So we'll have <laughs> we'll have strawberry ice on to be previewing the Bengals Chargers game. So that'll be good. We'll probably go around uh, five thirty somewhere around there. That's usually pretty good. Get my nap in and and then uh, get. You back need a little nappy. Does Josh you need dude, a little nap? Dude, I am gas when I get home. Dealing with these freaking kids is, is, is something. I'm trying to get these kids. It's like just sit, just sit in your seat. Just sit in your seat. That's all I want. That's so you, you don't you don't like student their uh, sub sub substitute teaching teaching? I love it. No, I love it. It's yeah. just it's just these kids are just like like what are you doing? Like <laughs> I I love it. I love the school and I love the kids, but like this is like <laughs> just sit there, just sit. <laughs> the kids do some of the dumbest things ever. Uh, just think, Josh. I used to be you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh no, I was a good I was a good boy. I was a good boy. My dad my dad was. The worked in my district, so anything that happened went right there. Uh, oh, I got yeah. old, man. Uh-huh. That was it. Uh, <laughs> I got to be a good boy. I got you. I got you. All right, Josh, I appreciate you. So, I guess you're going to see us on Josh's show tomorrow. And actually, if we're going to do it at five thirty, I might just not even do my. I might not do my show. I'll just be on Josh's show tomorrow at five thirty. How about that? There you go. There you go. All right, sounds good, y'all. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for having me on. Love nope. you so much. Let's do this again uh, tomorrow. Who day? Who day? All right, guys. As always, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, so.
let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. I would recommend all of you guys to go there and check them out there. Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, the Ice Bar. And then you follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopol. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight. So if you want to hear some of this great conversation that me and Josh had, and you don't want to watch us, check it out on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment. So more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. We're at 1,417 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Josh is an idiot. I'm just saying that right now. He's being silly in the, in the waiting room. <laughs> oh, anyway, we got the Bearcats basketball tonight. We got football this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to get to it. So just to give you guys a heads up. I'm going to be on Josh's show tomorrow at 530. I'm not going to do my show. I'll just do his show. So if you guys want to check us both out on Back Row Bengals, check it out on YouTube and you can check it out on uh, in the podcast, uh, fan side, I think it's on too. And other than that, as my boy, Jeremy Dimebag, these nuts likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only. And that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? Let's go watch the Bearcats. Hopefully, whoop up on the Miami of Ohio basketball team and get back on the winning side of the season. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! Let's go. Let's go.